What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 51 of the Self-Made CEO podcast. My name is Adrian Finch. How are y'all doing today? I have such an exciting episode. First of all, I can't believe I passed 50 episodes already. Um, I was going to do something cool and different for episode number 50, and it ended up being an announcement for my live workshop series, Self-Made Masterclass. Um, so if you guys didn't know, yesterday I actually had a live live webinar workshop and there are going to be more I will leave the details down in the show notes um but yeah every week I'm going to be going live and teaching you guys a lot of things that we talk about here on the podcast in a little bit more depth and just it's really an opportunity for us to hang out and chat and you guys to actually be hearing from me one-on-one or not one-on-one but live which is so cool I'm so grateful for the opportunity I'll talk more about that later and I'll talk a lot more about that in next week's episode because I'll know a lot more about what the curriculum is going to be going forward and where you guys can sign up for that. So just stay tuned to my Instagram at the self-made CEO. Um, I'll be talking about it there and letting you guys know where you can sign up for future courses. So in today's episode, I have some very exciting guests. I have Katie and Liv from Inner Glow Circle. So Inner Glow Circle is a company that trains female entrepreneurs, leaders, and coaches who aspire to transform their own life and the lives of others by becoming a life coach. So this is so fitting for me because I definitely feel like you know, not only do they help people find their purpose, they help women really figure out what is their purpose and then how can they monetize it and capitalize on it. Um, But I just resonate so much with these women and everything they stand for, everything they've gone through. And, you know, they're so much wiser and more experienced than me. But I just really resonated with everything they were saying. I really saw myself in them and it really inspired me for my own future. You know, something that I aim to do on this show is to help you guys to really you know do what you guys want to do in in life and create the success that you want create the dream situation because it is possible for anyone no matter where you come from what you've gone through so that's really something I'm trying to do here is also help you guys and kind of be a life coach be an overall like business and success and productivity coach. So everything they were saying really helped me on my own journey. I loved this conversation. I think you guys will be very inspired by everything they have to say. They really took their business into their own hands and business is thriving. We do talk a little bit about kind of the current state of the world and how that's affected affected things. We also really get into their backstories. They both have very unique backstories and they've both gone through a ton of, you know, tragedies in their lives and just really hard things and we talk a lot about how you know you can kind of take what's given to you and take the cards that you are dealt and make the best situation out of it and still allow your business to thrive um, which is hard it's very difficult for people and I think they did an incredible job kind of coming out the other side of these things in their lives and really thriving and succeeding so without further ado I will shut up and we will roll the interview with Katie and Liv from Inner Glow Circle stay tuned My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life 
business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Finch. I hope everyone's doing all right today. I have two very special guests, Katie and Liv. Hi, guys. Hey. How's it going? It's going. Where are you guys calling in from? (laughs) Um, I am in Washington, D.C., and... And that's Katie, by the way. Yeah, that's Katie, and I'm Liv, and I'm in Tampa, Florida. All right. We got some East coasters. It's so funny. I say calling in like, Oh, we're on some radio show. Like that's immediately what some, I felt. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I feel like kind of podcasting is interesting. It's a whole different medium. I talk about that all the time. I'm always at the end of my podcast. I'm like, all right, see you guys next week. And then I'm like, wait, I won't see you all. I guess I'll, you'll listen to me next week. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm so happy to have them on today. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about kind of what they do now. I think what they do together is so incredible. In the spirit of bringing female founders on, I thought this was a perfect opportunity. We are going through a bit of a a bit of a global crisis right now, and I think you guys are definitely experts on kind of taking on challenging obstacles and making the best of the situation and actually coaching other women on doing the same. So I would love to just kind of get into your guys's history and how you even started your business, what your business is. Why don't you guys just introduce yourselves? Give us a little context of uh, what you guys do. Do you want to go first, Liv? Yeah, I'm always like, who's going to tell our love story? (laughs) I can take it away. But um, yeah, thanks for that great intro. And uh, as you said, I'm Liv and that's Katie. And we're the co-founders of Inner Glow Circle. And I actually met Katie in 2013. I think we finally decided that that was the actual year. And um, I was teaching in Washington, D.C. public schools, and I had hired Katie as my life coach. And so I really didn't, I was miserable. I didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And I was complaining at a baseball game, and someone was like, I think you should meet my friend Katie. And I was like, okay. She's like, she's a life coach. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Um, But I met her, we, I hired her, and that's kind of how it started. Um, and then you want to jump in Katie and tell the next part of the story? Yeah. So in 2015, I decided to start a company called inner glow circle and I asked Liv to come on and work with me and she said, yes. Um, yay. yay. (laughs) Exciting. I I still haven't given her a ring, but, um, and, and so over the past five years, we've been building this company together and, Our whole mission is to teach women how to find their purpose, live it, and get paid. We really believe that the future belongs to the female entrepreneur and that as women, like entrepreneurship is what sets us free. It's what gets us living on our own terms. It's what allows us to have financial freedom, Um, you know, and we we really get to break through that glass ceiling and like decide what we're going to be paid and how we're going to be paid and how we're going to spend our time and um, you know, at this point we've taught thousands of women how to do just that, how to find their purpose, live it and get paid. And we are, you know, co-founders, we're course creators, we're both soon to be published authors. Um, and yeah, we've, you know, been working really hard to, to bring this dream to life. And I think, you know, as, as we were telling you before, when we were just chatting, like Liv and I have had so many personal things happen over the past five years. And 
I think that's like part of being a woman, you know, so much of, of like life is always happening and I don't want to like completely genderize things, but I do think that when you're a woman, like you feel things a bit deeper sometimes. And of course there are men who, who feel this way too. And, um, but my experience has been that, you know, we've had to learn how to keep glowing during everything we've gone through. And so that's a big part of our mission too, is like teaching women how to glow through what they go through, how to continue to find their glow, which we say is an acronym, meaning greatest level of want, how to figure out what you most want for yourself and the world and to go create those things. So we're happy to, to share more about our personal stories, but I think it's really timely for what we're going through right now as, as a world because we're going to have to find the beauty in a lot of this pain. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's so incredible. I think we all very much need what you guys are providing. And, you know, it's it's so, I love, I'm, I already know that I'm going to love this conversation because this is, I feel like I'm kind of in that spot personally where I'm just now like scratching the surface and kind of breaking into what I feel like I'll really be doing and what my purpose is. So I'm like, I, I love it. I love everything you have to say about that. So Katie, you first were a life coach um, before you met Liv. So uh, what were you kind of, well, first of all, what were you kind of doing? What, what, what did that look like? And how did you even get into that? Um, and then we'll go into kind of when you guys started and your journey. Yeah. I mean, so I went to a really great school. I I graduated from Vanderbilt. I moved right to New York City. I had jobs in fashion and PR, and I was kind of jumping around trying to find the thing, and I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went from job to job and just was so miserable. And one day I was, I locked myself in the office bathroom, called my dad and was like, is this normal? Like, is this how it's supposed to be? And I was just like crying in the middle of work after at a different job when the previous job, I was crying every day walking home from work. And I was just like, you know, I was doing that thing that we do where we go from like job to job or relationship Mm -hmm. to relationship. We keep having the same experience and nothing's really substantially changing. And I just was like, is there something wrong with me? Like I didn't fit into the world the way that everyone around me seemed to fit in. And I was working for this startup that had, you know, was just growing and growing, getting so much funding and they're playing beer pong in the office every Friday. And like, I just was like, get me out of here. Like there was no amount of socializing or like hot guys at work that could like inspire me to actually stay and be happy. And so I left that job after six months, which is such a no-no, but I literally felt like my soul was dying. Yeah. And so from there, I went through a little bit of a you know soul-searching process where I moved home to the DC, which is where I grew up. Um, I started working for my family's business while I was quote unquote figuring things out. I started my master's in nutrition I started a spray tanning business on the side that I was like, you know, spray tanning naked girls on mm-hmm. the night and on weekends. And I've been there. I worked at a tanning salon in college. You Saw did? Some, yep. Mm-hmm. It was, so, it was what I did for my unpaid internship and spray tanning women. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I was just like 
I was looking for breadcrumbs of like things that I loved and I loved health and I loved beauty. Um, and I was trying to, to figure out how to put thing, those things together. And what happened was I ended up, you know, I was still really, I felt like I was getting closer and finding pieces of the puzzle, but I, it still was not all working. And between a full-time job, grad school and running a business, I was very stressed and overwhelmed. And so I mm -hmm. hired a health coach and then a business coach. And through that experience, I realized I just loved coaching so much. And the business model seemed quite simple. And it felt like it, it could be the thing that put all the other parts of me together that like made me make sense. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to fit into all these other jobs and industries and companies that weren't fitting. Yeah. So I decided to go through a coach training company and it was only a few months after that, that I met Liv. So in terms of like how we both got started, I was only a few months ahead of her in becoming a coach and starting to build my practice and all that. Um, and then, you know, Liv kind of has a, a, the same, but a different story. Do you want to share yours, Liv? Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear. Yeah. So I, I think I mentioned I was a teacher in DC public schools and I had gone to college to be a teacher and like got my master's in educational leadership and administration. And I figured I was going to like move up in the world of education until I like spent a few years doing that. And I was like, this system is so messed up. Like there's no way that these kids are like progressing or evolving at the rate that I would think they should anyway. So I started right around the time I had hired Katie, I started experimenting with like kind of doing my own thing in the classroom. So I was, you know, going off the curriculum a little bit, developing my own curriculums, having them meditate and talk about self-awareness and do kind of personal development work. And I wouldn't have even called it that back then. It was just like stuff that I thought was cool. And um, I actually saw such a big improvement in my students. And so I started developing more <clears throat> workshops for like teen girls around confidence and you know, self-love and things like that. And I was kind of doing this just without really knowing that I was creating what would become right. a business. And so when I started talking to Katie, I was like trying to figure out like, do I accept a job as a principal or go for a job as a principal? Or do I like do something different? Because I also, it was around the time in DC public schools, if anyone's familiar with like the standardized, standardized testing overtake and like teachers being graded on test scores. And I was like, I just don't even think that I could run a whole school that like just was so out of alignment with my values. And so mm -hmm. when I hired Katie, um, I was like, you got to help me figure all this stuff out. And in the history, <laughs> I was also in a really bad relationship at the time. And like, there was just all the pieces of my life, you know, and then I hired Katie and she asked me one of the most powerful questions. And this is something that we bring our clients and our students back to all the time is like, what do you actually want? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want? Not do, what does your parents want or what does your boyfriend mm -hmm. want or what does society want for you, but what do you want for you? Mm -hmm. And I think it was in that moment, I was actually like crying in a storage closet. So if anyone hasn't cried in a bathroom or a storage <laughs> closet at work, like, that's this might epic. not resonate. But... It's important. Hey, maybe that's the journey you have to go through in order to figure it out. If you yeah. haven't cried in a closet, you guys, you've heard it here first. You better do that. That's the first step. That's your <laughs> breakdown to breakthrough moment. And I so, um, she asked me and I just, it just kind of, it took me a while, but it started coming out and I ended up leaving my job, leaving my relationship. Um, 
and I dove really into like hosting these workshops. And so I was going to schools all down up and down the East Coast, sometimes paid, sometimes free. And I was practicing doing my workshops. And only because I had a lot of connections, like in the education field, was this even, you know, I don't even think I was doing it like, you know, with all the dotting my T's and crossing my I's, but I was doing it and I didn't really know what was happening. And it was really Katie who was like, this is like a business and you need to like make it a business. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how that happened. And then she brought me on in IGC to kind of, because she had this amazing and ever-growing community of women who were into spirituality and personal development and coaching. And I was like, I love this, but like my teacher brain is like, we need to like make this more streamlined. And so I really came on and took a lot of Katie's vision and ideas and turned it into a real curriculum. And, you know, now we have a variety of courses that we sell today. Yeah, that actually, that sounds like such a perfect intersection. What you guys were both already doing really meshed well together because it's yeah. already had that background on creating, literally creating curriculum and teaching. And, you know, Katie, you were like already on the train of learning the coaching and trying to, you knew. I actually really resonate with the whole, what you were saying earlier, Katie, about like, you just thought this wasn't, you're like, there's got to be more. Like, what is something wrong? Because that's exactly how I felt in in college and internships. I worked my butt off. I had all these amazing connections and jobs. And I got offered all these incredible jobs, which would anyone would kill to have. And I was so grateful. But I was like, I think that I like need to do something on my own. But I felt, I was like, am I lazy? What's wrong with me? I don't know. Um, and even same with you, Liv, it's kind of like the system you were in, you saw all these flaws and you're like, I can do better than this. Like I can create yeah. something more meaningful. And, you know, I think it's like, it's so cool to be able to, for us, even as women now to be able to actually take those steps to be like, no, I'm actually gonna do something that is more impactful and meaningful and not have to sit around and like abide by these restrictions that are like stopping us from really fulfilling our potential and also like impacting more people. So I yeah. love that. I yeah. love that. So, okay. So once you guys got together and now you have this inner glow circle, so what you guys are helping women find their purpose. And what does that look like? If someone first comes to you, is it just in the form of courses? Is it like, do you do one-on-one? Do you do kind of all of the above? What does it look like right now? Your, your guys' business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we do all of those things, like, quite frankly, but I want to touch back on what Katie said and then toss it back to you, Katie, mm -hmm. because you had said, like, coaching seemed like the easiest way for me to get started, like, doing all of the other things that I want to do, and I was actually just reading someone's post about this the other day and around how, like, she started as a, a coach, and then she was able to evolve her business into all of these different income streams and bring, you know, multi-passions into the mix, and one of the things that we teach is, like, coaching is a really easy uh, path to get started as a female entrepreneur. And so we offer a variety of different courses um, for women sometimes to get started as coaches, sometimes more on like confidence and mindset and mm -hmm. how to even figure out what their purpose is. And then um, a lot on like business building, marketing and so forth. But yeah. Awesome. That's like so right up my alley. This is very aligned. I love this. Oh, <laughs> this is everything I'm about, like the business side, but also, you know, 80% mindset. You know, if you can have the right mindset and and just the whole spirituality part, I, I seriously, I feel like everyone needs to embrace that 
element. And it's almost like you can do anything after that. It's like, yes, you need some tactics, but you mostly need all of this just spirituality. Yeah. You can Google how to do anything, but like you can't Google how to be like, you actually have to do that inner work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and something too, with coaching, I'm sure you guys experience this as well Is like, you know, it's one thing to know the knowledge, to know the research, to have trained, to, to teach someone something, but it's another thing to have gone through that journey yourself and to actually say, Hey, I, I have actually done this and evolved through this. And this is what happened to me. And I can now help you solve this problem because I solved this problem for myself. I feel like there are so many, you know, gurus and teachers out there who are incredible, but sometimes there's a disconnect because, you know, you wonder like, have, have you, you manifestation expert, have you felt like you've manifested well or not? And I feel like when I first started this podcast, I was like, I'm a fraud. What am I doing? But it's crazy just going through the journey of even starting to help people. It it doesn't matter if you're still a work in progress. You can still help people. And I'm sure that's something that your guys' students are having to figure out is like, but what if you're not an expert yet? Yeah, of course. I mean, you only have to be a few steps ahead of other people in order to have something valuable to teach them. And I think all of those things like – you know, but I'm not perfect yet, or I'm still learning or imposter syndrome. Like those are just your mind playing tricks on you Mm -hmm. and trying to convince you that you can't because it's actually not that hard. Like we Mm -hmm. just make stuff so hard. I agree. And it's actually not that hard. You know, what you need is a really solid roadmap, which could be a course or a, a training program or certification or a mentor, you mm-hmm. know, that has a really great, has had a great path that you really look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, this is like a little bit in a different direction, but I feel like it'll really resonate. I was sort of like having a conversation with myself the other day and I was, I think like on Instagram or something. And I, I had this like feeling of jealousy and we teach that like jealousy is inspiration, that like your jealousy is something to like lean into and sink into and follow because it'll show you what you actually desire. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's so many people who just are like blind haters, just like, you know, calling out and hating and hating and hating, but it's like, wait, but like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And and I had this realization because I'm someone who like really struggles with jealousy or comparison or how come I'm not there yet or I'm like such a perfectionist and it can really slow me down. And I had this realization the, the other day and I was like, oh my God, Katie, like it is so good that there are so many people. Like I just was in a mood, right? Where I was like seeing this friend and this person and this person I work with. And I was just like, nah, and just, you know, feeling like, okay, I'm not good enough. But I was like, had this moment where I was like, Katie, this is so good that you even have so many people you can be jealous of. Like, Mm -hmm. this is so good that you have so many people that you even can be inspired by because there was a time when, at least like when we, when I was growing up where like the role models were pretty much all still, you know, girls on the covers of magazines or musicians that weren't like the Ariana Grande's of the world, like beautiful, Mm. but also outspoken. Not that it didn't exist, but it didn't exist in, uh, at the magnitude that it does now. Right. 
And so it's almost like, I think we get jealous or we compare because we're so not used to like seeing so many uh, iterations of what's possible for us. Absolutely. You know, most of us grew up, I think you're a little bit younger than me and Liv. We're in our early 30s, but we grew up like we were surrounded by men. And, you know, obviously that game is like slowly, slowly changing Mm -hmm. day by day. And it feels like it's like for every two steps forward, it's one step back. But how lucky we are to have role models and how lucky we are to be role models and to think that because we have students say stuff like this all the time to think that you know the market's too saturated or there's I was about too to many say that coaches mm-hmm. or there are too many podcasts or there are too many women talking about women's empowerment or there's too many of anything is so insane mm-hmm. like it's so insane because if you look at like the number of doctors and lawyers and gosh we don't even have enough doctors or you know right yep. now and like there's, there's such a need for these things and people aren't like, oh, like I can't become a therapist. There's just like too many therapists. It's like oversaturated. No, mm-hmm. you know, just because coaching and personal development and being a personal brand is a newer market, like this influencer mm-hmm. world is mm-hmm. newer, doesn't mean that it's oversaturated. If anything, it's undersaturated. That's exactly what I was going to say is I think that's a huge thing that I run into when I talk to people or listeners of this podcast is like, or just, I think entrepreneurs in general, one of the biggest holdups at the start is like, is exactly that. It's too saturated. There's too many, someone's already doing that and they're doing it better than me. And I'm thinking if you can shift that mindset into this is great news, that means the market is big enough where I can also do it. You know, there are millions and millions of people. If they're listening to this person, they're probably also going to listen to me. And it's about the way that I approach it versus the way that they do. And think about, I always say too, if you listen to, you know, a success podcast or a coaching type of business podcast, you probably listen to like five that are very similar, right? You know, it's not always like you have this one person you listen to and that's it. And yeah, I love, I think that is so valuable and important. And yeah, the jealousy thing is definitely, if you can kind of just flip the way you're thinking about it and shift it to like, Hey, how cool that they're doing this and actually gas them up and be like, yes, you go. And, and instead of being jealous of people around you, their success, be so happy for it. And I'm also saying like, you know, I feel like if I'm really, really putting out positive energy about other people's success, it's going to attract more of that to me as well. You know, I'm not pushing that away. I'm not like, I'm not creating a negative emotion or feeling or, you know, a negative, a a low vibration frequency towards that. (laughs) (laughs) And do that. But I'm definitely like guilty of that. I used to be very guilty of that. The comparing thing. Mm -mm. I mean, I still am. You have to like knock it out of your brain. It's it's hard. It is hard. And it's like a daily practice is to like get in the right mindset to like keep moving forward with your purpose and your goals. And like, we also believe and teach that the way that you stop the comparison game or stand out in the marketplace is actually just diving deeper into who you are and deeper Mm -hmm. into your purpose and really finding your voice and telling your stories, especially in our world, like Katie was saying, coaches, personal development, podcasts, influencers, all of that. It's like, what makes you different is actually your story and your vibe and how you show up and how you tell it. And so that takes a lot of confidence, you know, and it yeah. takes a lot of really, you know, 
practicing being sure of yourself and practicing sharing your message and your voice. And whether there's 10,000 people or 20 people in the marketplace, Mm -hmm. the more in tune you are with your soul and what you're meant to do. And the more you express it, the more you stand out naturally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of stories, I would love to dive into kind of all the stuff that you guys have had to go through and deal with in the past however many years. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. you were talking about, you know, really going through some personal stuff and some personal obstacles. And I, I would, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure a lot of that stuff has also shaped you guys into kind of the types of women and coaches you are now, because that is your story. And that's something that you've had to go through. And I'm sure that, you know, other people are fighting their own battles and you're able to coach them through that. Um, So if you don't mind, I don't want to, you know, bring up anything that you don't want to talk about, but I would love to hear kind of what have some of those obstacles been and how have you guys fought through those both personally and with your business, you know, through changing times and and whatever else. Yeah. So I'll go first. This is Katie. Um, I, in 2014, I got diagnosed with Lyme disease after losing feeling in half my body. So I had been at my, one of my brother's graduations in Florida and um, I started getting numbness in my hand all the way up to my shoulder. It started creeping up to my face. And I was like, oh my God, I've read about facial paralysis. Sometimes it's not reversible. Like what is really going on? And this had been after being sick on and off for 10 years. And like, when I say on and off, I mean like always low grade sick. And then sometimes like couldn't get out of bed. And I had done so much research at this point. I'd been to over 30 doctors. Nobody knew what was wrong with me. Um, And I had one doctor finally that said, have you ever been tested for Lyme disease? And I hadn't. So I made my general practitioner, like I asked them to test me and sure enough, I was positive. So I went through this period of really intensive and invasive treatments for a few years. Um, And what was crazy is like, that was 2014 when I got diagnosed. 2015, we started IGC. A few months later, I got a call that my my little brother had passed away and he died from an accidental overdose. And it was a huge tragedy in our family and our community. Like it was, 
you know, it, it was like the worst thing I had ever been through, certainly. And that really, you know, kind of spiraled things out of control for me in a way that I started to really question everything. Because here I was like, just finding my purpose, yeah. just starting my business, just locking in to like what I was meant to do and just starting to really get some momentum and feel like, okay, I I'm headed somewhere. And then it's like, whoosh, you know, like the wind was knocked out of my sails. So I really struggled for a few years, but what was incredible was that we continued to build the company. And I really credit that to having a partner. I mean, I don't know what kind of karmic contracts Liv and I signed before we came to the planet in this lifetime, but like we both, I mean, it was crazy in the early years. It was like, I go through something huge, not like, Oh, like my boyfriend broke up with me that I was with for like, you know, two months, but like, right. you know, like, Lyme disease, losing my brother. I had an engagement that fell apart and he had had ownership in the company. So I had to go to court to mm. get rid of him. And there were restraining orders. I mean, like while I'm grieving my brother, while I'm, you know, uh, getting rid of the Lyme and g going through treatment. I mean, it was like layer on layer and layer on layer. And it, it got to the point where it was like, okay, like, it felt like it was like, how much can you hold before you break down? And I was like, I'm, I'm falling apart, you know? And I forget the, I think it was early 2017 when I called Liv one day and I was like, I don't think I can go to work right now. Like, can you run the company for a little while? And she was like, sure, but how long, you know? <laughs> I was also pregnant with my second son, like, at the time. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to, like, have a baby, but I'm probably yeah. fine. <laughs> so, you know, I think, like, we're, it's funny. Like, we've been working together and in this business for five years now. And we're really in a sprint right now. And, you, you know, you think, I was, like, saying to my boyfriend the other day, I was like, I just feel like it should slow down by now, you know? Like, you'd think that after five years, you'd have, um, I don't want to say, like, a more solid foundation, because I, I do feel like we have a solid foundation in a lot of ways, but it's, like, it's just constant like growth and pivoting. Mm -hmm. And now with like the coronavirus, like, yeah. but, you know, this is like, obviously the coronavirus is a huge tragedy, but I do feel that Liv and I like are well equipped to handle tragedy because we've just been through it so many times. So yeah. we're either like, you know, not completely numb or like well suited. And look, I mean, I learned that the only choice I really had was to use what I was going through to find my purpose and also help other people find theirs. I didn't, I didn't feel like I had another choice. Right. You know, I had to use what I was going through. And in our world, in our industry, which is so similar to you and what you do is like, we tell stories, you know, we sell courses and, and, um, get, you know, enroll clients to work with us and inspire people by telling stories, by telling people what we've overcome and how we used the tools that we had. Like mm -hmm. if I didn't have, and Liv always says this too, but if I didn't have training as a coach, if I didn't have an understanding of 
how to work with my own mindset and how to ask people for help and support and how to delegate and how to um, thrive even when I was going through challenging things. I don't know, I don't know where I'd be today. You know, I, I don't know where I'd be. So that was really my experience was the Lyme disease, losing my brother, and then a really bad, messy um, breakup that I had to navigate through. Yeah. You have, that's a lot for one person to handle in a short amount of time. And I can, I mean, yeah, like you said, if anything, you are equipped to handle any type of, you know, anything that's thrown your way now. And I'm sure you're just like, bring it. I got this. But also that's got a way on you and way on, you know, the business. Did you ever throughout all of that? I mean, you did, I guess, doubt like, right. What is going on? I feel like I just, how can I, did you ever doubt? Like, can I help other people when I feel like I don't even have it together? Or did you, or were you able to kind of separate like, okay, it's not my fault that everything's happening to me. I definitely like went, I went through both. I mean, I'm someone who was sort of born questioning. Like I was born with this like existential anxiety, which, you know, can, can be like a mix of depression and and anxiety and just um, this yearning for something deeper. I mean, it's hard to say what's what. But my whole life, I was like, is this all there is? Like, why, why is this all the way that it is? I just mm-hmm. didn't understand the world. It didn't make sense to me that we'd like work so hard, then just like blow all this money and then like go work hard to replant. Like, I just didn't understand yeah. it. And it's so easy to get caught up in it. And, and I still deal with that today where I'm like, wait, pause. Why are we doing this? Like, We do so many things on automatic. And I do think that that's sort of like can be the silver lining or like what what we would call like the glow in the dark of the coronavirus, which is Mm -hmm. like, wait, if we're actually like taking a very, very, you know, sacred pause and there is a lot of tragedy happening, you know, so much so that we're afraid to leave our homes and we're being hyper cautious and like, what can we learn from this? Mm -hmm. And do I want to, you know, I live in DC, like people commute two hours to work, like from Virginia to DC or Maryland. Do I want to be doing this? Like, is Mm -hmm. this the life I want to be living? I I think it's causing us to be really intentional about our relationships, about our work, about, you know, our, our inner selves and and Mm -hmm. what's going on for us internally. We can't run and hide to like right. go to the the next thing the way that we usually can. And so yeah. I, I always think that getting off of autopilot can be a blessing. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's not like cut and dry, right? Like it's not a black and white situation. It's a matter of finding your truth day by day, moment by moment within everything that you're going through. I love that so much. That's actually my one of my very first podcast episodes. I think actually it was number one, the first episode ever, I kind of, you know, gave everyone a foundation of what kind of, what we're going to be talking about and what kind of mindset to start trying to adapt. And the very first thing I said was, I want everyone to just question everything and Mm -hmm. not to say that 
not to say that what's happening is wrong or bad. Just question why. Just why are things the way they are? Because the second you start noticing that, you really do start thinking, huh, a lot of this is very odd. And I was the exact same way. I just started questioning that. What I think is so incredible is that you guys are part of this kind of paradigm shift, I guess, where we're saying, hey, you know, it doesn't need to be like this. It doesn't need to be this nine to five. You have a boss and you do this and you, you know, whatever it is, commute two hours. It doesn't have to be that way. And you guys are pioneers in kind of creating that world for yourselves and other people. And that's also kind of what I'm trying to do because I always sit there thinking, I actually, all right, funny story real quick about coronavirus and what it's done to me. I made a TikTok account. Okay. And, you know, <laughs> I didn't get it. I did not get TikTok. I was like, all right, I'm young, but too old for, to understand why, what the appeal is. And, but as someone who's on social media and as someone who, you know, a lot of my business is, um, just on social media and being active and communicating with an audience, people were saying, Hey, just jump on it. Just see what it's about. I jumped on it and I, you know, kind of started strategizing. All right. Like, what can I do on here for fun? And it was, I only did this because I had more time on my hands and I was like, you know what, I'll do this. And my TikTok account in literally two weeks, like two and a half weeks grew from zero to 125,000 followers. And I'm like, all right, this is interesting. I would never have opened this app if it weren't for sitting around and kind of taking a pause and just doing things for fun. That's kind of the sad part though. For me, it's like, I don't just sit there and have a hobby that's like just for fun. It's, you know, I'm always thinking about the business and how can I, you know, turn this into something that'll impact more people and be profitable and this and that, which is all great. But it's so, you know, something that I'm going to take away after all of this is like actually prioritizing time and activities that are just for fun, relaxing, or like things that aren't necessarily business opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then it's just so funny what happens when, you know, when you actually go in with kind of that calm, that peaceful mentality, it can actually turn into something incredible. We're also becoming a lot more sustainable because, you know, we don't have so many paper products. So we're actually starting to use like Lysol spray and a, and a cloth towel. God forbid we would ever do that before because we wouldn't, (laughs) but no, I totally agree with you. I think it's, it's all about finding that silver lining and kind of what can this time bring to us that maybe we wouldn't normally have, or these types of, you know, methods of communication. Like, why am I not zoom calling my parents once a week? Normally they live in Seattle. Why am I not doing that? Um, I think, yeah, that's all. That's, that's incredible. That's totally the mindset that, I try to have and try to help other people have. It's tough though. It's tough. We're like men, we are literally wired for survival. So, you know, our, our primitive brains are like, we need to survive. How do we, and we want to resist everything. We want to just, yeah. But yeah, this time is kind of helping me with that as well. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Liv, what about yeah. you? What is, what is your story? Oh, it's hard to top that one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, you know, Katie and I like to go back and forth with problems and hold each other up. But like, that's why, you know, it's great to have a partner and it's great to have somebody um, who can help you with it all, especially as women, because I don't care what they say. I think we have more on our plates often. Um, we feel the need to take care of more things, including like my two children, right? So like a lot of when we were first getting into business together, I was pregnant with my first son and 
that was hard. It was unplanned. I, I think in my heart back then I knew I wasn't in the right relationship, but I was like young and having a baby. So I stayed and, um, and so like we had to lean on each other a lot during that time. And, and then, um, I had another son a couple of years later and that was right after, uh, Katie had stepped away for a little bit. And so again, we like, we were able to kind of tag team. Yeah. Um, and then it was about a year, my, my son was a year old when, um, I found out that my partner was, um, you know, living multiple other lives and other relationships with a bunch of other women who actually all found each other first and then found me. And I was like, so literally one Saturday morning, I just have an Instagram others box full of messages. And I'm like, what's going on? And then by the end of the day, I became a single mother of two kids attempting to co-parent with, you know, someone who clearly had not a fully developed conscience. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and so that was really hard. And I think, actually, I, I think leading up to that and my intuition, knowing that something was going on, but not being able to understand it and not being able to like figure it out, but like feeling like something was constantly off. And I was always second guessing, like, am I crazy? Like, I, I have everything, but something doesn't feel right. And so honestly, when it happened, I was finally like, thank God, because I was like, at least I know that like my intuition was working. Mm -hmm. I'm not crazy. And I was actually felt like a big sense of relief. Obviously, the logistics of that were extremely challenging with a one year old right. and a three year old. Um, but at the same time, like what I have no idea what I would have done if I didn't have this business and the flexibility and the ability to you know, make as much money as we want to, to a degree, you know, mm -hmm. like if I was on a public school teacher salary trying to raise two kids in the state of Florida, I would be, I wouldn't be able to survive. I don't think, right. I mean, people do it all the time and more power to you, but you just never know what's going to happen. And I liked knowing that like I could be strong and independent financially and personally, um, like on the drop of a dime, literally. Right. Yeah. I can't even believe what both of you have gone. I can't imagine the difficulty of all of those situations. It's so what you said about kind of, you know, you had this intuition, this gut feeling. Um, do you feel like after that situation, you've experienced more of, of those gut feelings? Do you think you kind of thought, okay, my intuition is probably correct. And has that led you to make any you know, decisions or business decisions yeah. kind of based on that since then. Um, thank God for Katie, because she's like, if you get on the phone with me one more time and question your sanity, because I was like, I don't know if I'm crazy, but, but like over the the five years I was with my ex, it was like a daily thing. Like, I don't right. know if I'm like, I literally got to the point where I was being so manipulated that I thought I was nuts, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. I was in therapy for it. Like, and he never could have just let me know, like, actually I'm lying. Like, yeah. Save me the time and money. Yeah. And like, God, you're not nuts. Oh, no, man. but so I mean that's that could be a whole different podcast episode. Yeah. But, like, but um, you know, I, I do think that I trust myself more now than mm -hmm. ever, and I do think now I've been able to make decisions faster mm -hmm. um, and not question myself as much. But I'd be totally lying if I didn't say I was still a work in progress around it. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still there's still things that I you know, wait too long to decide on. And I'm like, if I had just listened to myself and I think that's like the work of your lifetime. It's like, why do you want to sit with a 90 year old woman explaining her life and giving you all these lessons? It's because yeah. she had gone through it over and over enough to like really 
have it sink in. And yeah. So I'm still on the path, but I think it gets easier every time you decide. And then when, when you, once you make a decision, like whether it's to start a business or leave a relationship or quit a job or anything, and you watch the universe kind of line up to support you, it's like, mm-hmm. thank God, like, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was right, or at least acting in alignment with what I knew I needed. Definitely. And I actually, not nearly the same situation, but in my previous relationship, I quite literally would have these things happen that were like blatant signs, just blatant in front of my face signs of just weird things where I'm like, all right. Cause I knew, I, I knew it wasn't right, but I was just being dumb and young and being like, ah, you know, it's fun but things would just literally right in front of my face show up. And this is after I'm, you know, I'm already listening in tune with all these law of attraction and all these like spiritual things. And I'm always, you know, I'm very much of the mindset of like, just let things flow and like, it'll just show up and things will happen for a reason and just listen to your gut and all that. And so all these things are happening. I'm like, Adrian, you're smarter than this. You're literally right in front of you. Something is happening. And I, you know, and so eventually I got out of that as well. And I I look back now and I'm just like, okay, you know, you weren't wrong. Like really are, you really will have a feeling. It's so validating. Yeah. But that is also, sorry about that. It was also one of the things I was most afraid of, like telling Mm -hmm. all of these women that I'd been teaching and guiding for years that like, oh, I actually like, you know, didn't listen to my intuition for all these years. And I, I like waited and waited and then I finally it's like how did you not know how did you like that was what people would always ask me like how did you not know you were being lied to and manipulated and blah 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 but I have to say like going back to like what we teach it's like the moment I shared that story it was like a floodgate opened and I had all of these women I mean I had some people who were like keep your stuff to yourself but most of the people were like oh my god this has happened to me like Thank you so much for sharing people who are like, you know, wanted to learn more about how to make sure they can be independent because you just never know. Like the government could shut down or restaurants could shut down or your person could, that you thought you could count on could be gone. And it's like, I'm not saying like never need a man, but I'm saying like, you have to be able to bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to. No, I, I think that's, yeah, that's very important. I think that's something I've learned too. Just even just with like the past couple of years of doing YouTube as a full-time job and realizing, you know, I, I actually had this aha moment like about a year and a half ago where I just literally, it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks where I was like, YouTube could just shut down tomorrow. It probably won't, but it could. And if wow. it did, would I want my entire livelihood and career and everything I've built for the last like four years to just go away? And it was in that very moment that I said, I need to diversify my income streams. I need to also, it was kind of a sign. I was like, I want to make a greater impact too than just, you know, feeding into this algorithm that YouTube has, like playing this game. I want to be able to actually create meaningful stuff and not have to work around this platform that I don't own or control. And I think that was a huge pivotal moment for me in my life and in my business was just like realizing that you don't want, it's not that you don't want to lean on people because you do, you, you want to ask for help. You want to have a support system, but you don't want to be fully 100% relying on only external things. And that's something, you know, it's kind of empowering though, when you have that, you know, when you have that realization of like, okay, I'm going to build something where I will be able to withstand anything that comes my way. Yeah. And I'm still working on that now. I was going to say you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. It's, it's always, you know, I also think with the whole intuition thing and going with your gut feeling, 
you know, we're all going to have moments in our lives where we, where we don't go with it. And we realize after "Hmm, maybe I could have gone with it. But what I also believe is that everything compounds on each other. Like thing, every single thing on our journey happens in a way that, you know, turns us into who we are now and what we do now. And it's like, I have all the, I look back and I'm like, man, I wasted so much time trying to like learn how to build a website. I could have just hired someone else to do it. But you know, back then I was like, oh no, I don't know. I don't want to spend the money, whatever. And so I think now I'm like, man, think about all the hours I probably wasted doing X, Y, Z. But then it's also like, okay, all of that random knowledge though, and every little thing that I've ever done in my whole life has compounded on each other and has somehow led me right here. So who knows, maybe if I didn't learn how to build that website, I wouldn't have some random skill that I'd be telling someone in a podcast episode. I don't know. Whatever it is, I also try to kind of like not look back with too many regrets or feeling like I wasted time because I also feel like it's all just part of the journey. Would I be here right now if I hadn't like kind of quote failed those other things that I had tried to do? No. Right. So yeah. Well, wow. I'm feeling inspired by you guys. Um, I love what you're doing and I think I'm sure a lot of the listeners would probably want to hear where they could, you know, find you guys or or get more information on your courses and stuff like that. Um, Do you mind sharing where people could, could people enroll? How does this work right now? What does it look like? Yeah. So we have a couple of things. One, you can just go to our website and browse around. It's innerglowcircle.com. Two, we have a, assessment, like a quiz that you can take to help you find your purpose. That's Mm. at innerglowcircle.com slash purpose. And then of course you can find us on Instagram. We're at innerglowcircle. I am at it's Katie DePaula and Liv is the Liv Chapman or at the Liv Chapman. So easy. I always say at like as if people haven't caught on now that like Instagram handles start. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> no, I do too though because I mean you never know. I could be saying the self-made CEO and people could just say oh so it's self-made CEO. Trust me, people yeah. still mix that up. I always say at, but it's so funny. Where did that even come from? Why is it at? Why isn't it like a slash? I don't know. Why is hashtag a hashtag? I do not know. Did you guys know? Fun not fact, a man's <laughs> hashtag is called an Octothorpe. Did you know that? What if we said Octothorpe, like instead of hashtag, what if we were like Octothorpe business? <laughs> Let's do it. This is just the weird stuff that I think about on the daily <laughs> random facts. Um, that's, that's funny. Well, yeah. So guys definitely check them out. I know I'm going to go take that quiz. Cause I feel like every day I'm just like, what is my purpose? what is it? But I, you know, what's so interesting. I just feel like it, sometimes it just, once you start noticing the signs in your life and once you start really getting to know your own self, I think that was the biggest thing. I literally had to start treating my relationship with myself, like a relationship with another person. Like, Hey, let's, let's do some reflecting. Let's chat. Let's nurture this relationship we have going on. Let's really get to know ourselves. And some people are like, you're a psychopath and should be in an institution. And other people are like, okay, this makes sense. But it's like, you know, I, I started noticing what I would do. And you guys, quick side note, when I would go out to bars on the weekend or whatever, literally it'd be like 1 a.m. just outside the bar. And I, I would find myself asking people what they do for a living and whether they're passionate about it. And like, but what's your true passion? And, you know, people would be like, oh, well, 
playing in a rock band. And I'm like, then why aren't you doing that? Like, I wish that I was lying when I said I would literally ask any stranger at any time those types of questions. And to the point where my friends all started making fun of me, they would lose me at a bar and I'd be in a corner, like talking about this with people like, but what is like, what do you love though? And so, you know, I actually sat there, I had to have a, an actual moment of realizing that like, okay, first of all, that's not normal. But second of all, okay, there's a reason you're doing this. If you're genuinely that interested in what people love to do and why aren't they doing it? Like, why are they living this life that they're not happy with? Why are they having this career? Okay. For the stability? Well, why aren't they monetizing the thing they're really passionate about? And that's when I realized like, maybe that's something that I'm interested in helping people with. Yeah. But it's like, it's just so interesting how that can happen. Cause I would have never thought this five years ago that I would want to help people with that either. What? And you're kind of doing it right now through the podcast, right? Like, Try, ask, yeah. like what do you love? What are you mm-hmm. passionate about? How does it work? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my biggest goal right now, and this will continue to evolve because, you know, as I get more experience with this, but right now, like, I just want to be able to let people know and empower them to think that anything really is possible for them. They can create and live the life they choose to live and want to live and actually, and not just in a fluffy way, like in a way of actually, no, here's how you can genuinely support yourself. And, you know, for me, it's like specifically so much about the mindset of it though, because like you said earlier, the rest you can figure out, you can go figure out how to build a a course or how to start this, how to file for an LLC and a trademark. Like you can look those things up and you can learn those things, but if, but you will not even start to do that. If you're not thinking, no, I really can do this. Like I really can create this. I just have to go in with the confidence and the right mindset and not let the failures get all the things that us entrepreneurs are constantly battling. So that's like my biggest purpose right now is just really getting to the root of like, what do you actually want though? And why are you not chasing that now? What's stopping you? Cause we're the only ones stopping ourselves, you know, Absolutely. at the end of the day. And you guys know, you guys are experts on that. You're already doing that. You're helping all these people and you're making a huge impact in the world, especially for us females. So I thank you for your service in that regard. Well, thank you guys. There's a, I have to tell you this, there's a part yeah. in my book where I say like, I talk about how I don't really drink and it's like, I don't not drink because I have a drinking problem. I don't really drink because nobody wants to drink with me because I am also the girl at the bar being like, <laughs> let's have the deepest conversation yep. ever. So I, I think, think it that's sounds really... fun and we should all do it next time. <laughs> yeah, literally, yes. Please let me know if you're ever in LA. No, yes. I feel very aligned with both of you. I'm like, okay, I feel like we're very similar. <laughs> yeah, this was awesome there's a lot of people that like are looking for something deeper. And I think to your point, like you don't have to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Life is never going to be easy. I've never met anyone in my entire life who said that they were 100% satisfied with every part of their life. Didn't yep. have doubts, didn't question what they were doing. Yeah. I meet people who I think have what I want to have. That's going to make me feel finally settled in all yeah. of it. And they're like, well, you know, they want my life or they wish this. And 
you know, the thing is that we're all really looking for inner peace and for our own approval, Mm -hmm. self-approval. And the best way to get there is just to affirm ourselves every day. Like I love myself. I I've chosen what I've chosen for a reason. I'm deciding not to put up with this anymore. I want to, Mm -hmm. to open myself to this. And like you said, just to bring it back home, the mindset work is so important. We mm-hmm. have to take control of what's going on up here because the monkey mind will just run the show. Oh, so yeah. whether it's yoga or meditation or affirmations or journaling or talking to a friend or listening to podcasts or running or dancing, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You have to find the thing that feels like medicine for you yeah. and then make sure you're doing it. Make sure you're taking your medicine every day. Yes. Yes. That is such a great note to end it on because I hope I hope you all listening, especially right now in this crazy time, are you know deciding what that is for you and really practicing that. I think it's a perfect time. I I had an episode a couple weeks ago um, that was kind of why starting a side hustle right now is the best time, and it's mm-hmm. like every every inhibition you've ever had, any question you know, any doubt or fear, it's like well now what else are you going to do? Just try now. Right. Like I'm just, yeah, I think this is such a, a obviously devastating and crazy time, but it also presents so many unique opportunities. And for us right now, it's about finding what those are and leaning into that and, and just, you know, yeah, making ourselves find that and see it that way. Um, when this all started, I was like, okay, this is something I never thought would happen in my entire lifetime or let alone anyone's lifetime really. And so like, how can I, how can I take this and really run with it? Um, though I will say I'm very grateful for the situation I have right now. And I cannot possibly imagine what some people are going through. I yeah. always thinking of all of you out there listening. Um, well, thank you guys so, so much for coming on. I'm so happy we got to do this. What a great conversation. I know people will definitely take a lot away from it. And I will, um, I'm definitely going to go take your guys' uh, purpose quiz because I'm trying to find really truly fine with that is <laughs> love it well we appreciate you having us i think this was such a great conversation and hopefully people will go take the quiz and if they're like what do i do during quarantine like it might give you some insight so oh yeah that's yes that's a good point well thank you so much adrian yeah thank you guys so much and we'll catch you guys on the next episode you listeners out there of course not these lovely guests although i should have <laughs> you guys back i will definitely have you guys back All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew.